Attention Northwest Arkansas businesses and talent seekers. Introducing Onboard NWA.com, your hyperlocal job board crafted for our unique community. Struggling to find the perfect match for your job openings? Onboard NWA simplifies the hiring process, connecting you with the region's top talent through tailored talent matching solutions. Whether you're an employer seeking expertise or a professional looking for your next opportunity, Onboard NWA is here for you. Discover more at onboardnwa.com and let's build the future of Northwest Arkansas together. Hello, Northwest Arkansas. Randy here, bringing you a quick word from our sponsor, Signature Bank of Arkansas. Since 2005, Signature Bank has been all about empowering our community with local ownership and top-notch banking services. Signature Bank's roots run deep with assets over a billion dollars, and they're right here in your backyard with branches in Bentonville, Rogers, Springdale, Fayetteville, and now including Harrison and Jonesboro. With a growing family of more than 200 teammates, they're ready to serve you with the warmth only a true community bank can offer. And they've got Banco C, the first bilingual bank in Arkansas, to ensure that banking is for everyone. So give Signature Bank a call at 479-684-3700 or visit Signature.Bank online. Mention you heard about them on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast for that personal touch. Signature Bank of Arkansas, big on assets, local at heart, and a proud member of the FDIC and an equal housing lender. On today's episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas, we sit down with Startup Junkie's own Martha Londigan. Martha has been around these parts for a long time. Well, if you have her tell it, she's been around here for 160 plus years. Maybe not her, but her family has. She has a wonderful story to share and some really great insight for those of you that are starting a business, are already running a small business and need some help or guidance or advice. That's what Startup Junkie is all about. They're doing some amazing things here in Northwest Arkansas and beyond and really looking to grow the startup culture in this area. This is an episode you will not want to miss. It's time for another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas the podcast covering the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life in general here in the Ozarks. Whether you are considering a move to this area or trying to learn more about the place you call home, we've got something special for you. Here's our host, Randy Wilbur. Hey folks, and welcome back to another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and I'm excited today because I am sitting here in the the beautiful offices in the Prior Center for Startup Junkie. I connected with a woman named Martha Londigan, 
And Martha is a very, very interesting individual and someone that, that is very well known in the community. And a lot of people have heard about Startup Junkie, but I thought it would be good to sit down with these guys and specifically with Martha and as she was kind enough to oblige us and, and just learn a little bit more about her and about Startup Junkie's mission and what they're trying to do. You know, as we've discussed over and over again here on the podcast about Northwest Arkansas, that there are so many entrepreneurial opportunities that that happen here in this area. And there is a lot of growth happening. Of course, we know all of the big businesses that exist here, but there are a lot of small businesses that will eventually be big. And I think a lot of it has to do with the work that Martha and her team and other people are putting are doing here in Northwest Arkansas. It certainly does take a village to raise up an industry. It takes a village to raise up businesses. And it takes a, an organization like Startup Junkie to help out those that have a dream and have an idea of something that they want to create. And these guys can certainly help you bring it to pass. So without further ado, Martha Londigan, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing wonderful. I'm on the square in Fayetteville, Arkansas, and it's fall. That's right. Yes, we are in the lovely Pryor Center. I've actually been in here a few times for a couple of other events. They had an event to um, to talk about the Elaine Massacre last yes, uh, couple. Yes, I saw. Uh, yeah, that. Yes, it was a really, yes. really powerful event. And then I was here a couple of years ago when you guys had a pitch fest here, and there were a number of different people pitching their businesses. So yes, yes. I got a chance to participate in that. But why don't you just tell our audience a little bit about who Martha Londigan is, and we'll get into Startup Junkie, but you have such an interesting history. <laughs> I mean, when I read your bio, first of all, I, I, you know, I always try to do my, do my research and due diligence, but anybody that can say, hey, I can trace my family back at least 160 years in a place, there's, there's something to be said for that. And, and so I certainly applaud you. I I too can go back in certain parts of the country, specifically in, in Virginia, where my grandfather grew up and, and his parents were sharecroppers, but we can trace our family back to the late 1700s in Virginia, which is kind of cool. But regardless, I just think it's interesting when you kind of know your history and where you're from, but I'd love for you just to kind of share your superhero origin story <laughs> and, and, and just share, you know, just a little bit about you. Sure. Well, I was very fortunate. My grandfather, Homer Bynum, lived in Salem Springs, Arkansas for decades. And he was very big on us knowing our family history. And fortunately, his ancestors are a family in the Springdale area called the Holcombs. And there was act because the family was so influential in Northwest Arkansas, there have been books. There was a gentleman named Herbert Holcomb, who his wife, Henrietta, has a school in Fayetteville named after her. And mm -hmm. Herbert actually wrote a book tracing our family's genealogical history. And then the Shiloh Museum in Springdale has a picture of my great, 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 great grandparents, <laughs> which were John and Dorothea Holcomb. And so they were, con they are considered the founders of Springdale. They moved into the area in the 1850s. The area was actually called Holcomb Springs for a little while. He was a minister and it then changed to Shiloh due to the religious connotation. They wanted that name. And then when the city incorporated, they went with Springdale because they thought it was more modern. So, yes, yeah, so I'm a sixth generation Northwest Arkansas resident. My great, great, great grandmother, which was the 12th of the 16 Holcomb children, was Dorothy. And she married my great, great, great grandfather, whose nickname was Hound Dog Bynum. And he promptly took her to Oklahoma because that side of my grandfather's family, um, we are citizens of the Cherokee Nation. My husband is a citizen of Cherokee Nation. So is my son. And so they were in Oklahoma for years. And then my grandfather came back to Siloam Springs because there was a chain of Bynum grocery stores in Locust Grove. And he came over to Siloam and started his Bynum grocery store. 
And then he went on to work at John Brown University. And then he went on to uh, own the first Chrysler dealership in Siloam Springs. And so we were always being drug over to the Shiloh Museum and educated about our family. And then my dad's side of the family, the Woolbrights, they came here down here actually from Canada in the early 1900s to set up an apple orchard. A lot of people don't realize that Northwest Arkansas was the number one site of apple growing until a horrible blight came through in, I think, the 1930s. And so, yeah, so I'm very fortunate to have a family that was very big on drilling in history to us. I'm very proud to tell people that I own my burial plot, and I will be the fifth generation <laughs> buried in Oak Hill Cemetery in Siloam Springs when I die. So I wanted to be assured to be there. That was really important to me. And people think it's macabre, but it's just history. No, it's <laughs> yeah, no, it absolutely is. So, you know, it's funny, you, you've mentioned a number of things I'd, I'd love to unpack, but one was just, you know, I, I've seen the license plates around. I, dry, I travel a lot to Tulsa mm -hmm. for my son. He plays a lot of soccer over there. And we always see the Cherokee Nation license plates and all yes. of that. But I would love for you just to kind of talk about what your experience has been from that perspective. Because I know people coming here to Northwest Arkansas don't realize how large, I mean, you know, part of Fayetteville is, sits on the Trail of Tears. Yes. So there is a lot of history, a Na Native American history in this area. But yes. I mean, you being a part of it, what has that experience been like for you? Well, the Cherokee Nation has an incredible history. So the Cherokee Nation itself is considered to be the 14 contiguous counties in Northeast Oklahoma. So, and we have a home in Grove, Oklahoma. My son graduated from Grove High School, which is Delaware County. And um, my son was actually on the Cherokee Nation Youth Council. He used to drive to Tahlequah, which is where the headquarters are. You know, a lot of people don't realize that the Trail of Tears, the Cherokees have been in contact with white settlers and Europeans since the 1500s. Right. So in order to be considered a citizen of the Cherokee Nation, you have to be able to evidence that some ancestor of yours signed up for the Dawes Rolls in the 1800s. And Dawes was a U.S. congressman, and they took a, it's like a census. And so your family had to sign up um, in order to be counted in once your family was removed from the East Coast to there. And what a lot of people don't realize, you know, my ancestors were living in a home. They had a farm. Their land was taken by Andrew Jackson because gold was discovered in Georgia. So the land and the homes, there were Cherokees who owned slaves. There were Cherokees that had beautiful homes. Their property and their homes were taken from them, stolen by the U.S. government, and they were relocated because the government was greedy and they could do it. And so to see what the Cherokee Nation specifically, and there were other four other civilized, they call them the civilized tribes, which is kind of an odd name. So they were all removed from various areas because the government wanted their land and their resources. It had nothing to do with the need to come populate the Midwest. And so within those 14 counties, the Cherokee Nation has created an incredible community. My son receives college scholarships because he graduated from a high school in the contiguous county. The Cherokee Nation has spent millions and millions of dollars on health care. They have state-of-the-art health care facilities. There are oftentimes a school will have a school bus break down or a bridge go out and kids can't get to school and the Cherokee Nation will step in and, and build that community. So the wonderful growth because of the casinos has benefited Northeast Oklahoma tremendously. It, it is just incredible what the, the tribe does for its people from education to health care to housing. It is an incredible community within those 14 counties. Yeah. No, I, I think it's amazing what, what they've been able to do. And I've always cu been curious about just that, 
just the whole Cherokee Nation and what they, you know, the, just the advancements. And I know one of the things that I, I've watched a number of times is locally here, there are a couple of TV shows that highlight the lifestyle and, and just just those that are part of Cherokee Nations to preserve the culture, yeah. which I think is really important. Yeah. So. And Cherokee Nation was fortunate that it had a written alphabet. Sequoia created the alphabet. So the Cherokee people have a rich history of being extremely educated, of having officials who dealt with government officials and who were who were treated horribly. And so it's just so wonderful to see the tribe educating and empowering its people and empowering the communities in Northeast Oklahoma. Yeah, no, absolutely. And if, for people listening to this, if you ever get over to Tulsa, I mean, there's um, there's a Native American museum, there's a Gilcrease museum. Yes, the Gilcrease yeah, is, is world class. It, right. I mean, it, world class. World class. I mean, and yeah. Tahlequah itself has some incredible museums that the Cherokee Nation has opened to the public and is just a rich history place. And it's not far from here. No, Tahlequah by car. Um, if you go minutes, south and go 50. through Westville and, and through Lincoln and Westville, yeah, 50 minutes. Yeah. And it, Tahlequah is a wonderful little town. It's a college town. Northeastern State University is there. Right. right. Yeah. I, w- my husband and I just this summer went and spent a day. We he, My husband's a graduate of NSU. Okay. And we okay. spent a day back in Tahlequah, and it's just got some great things. And there's a brand new, beautiful Cherokee Nation casino that just opened this summer there. Okay. So they yeah. just upgraded theirs. And the headquarters. The tribal headquarters are there, and they just had their election. Chuck Hoskins from Venita, Oklahoma, is the new chief. And the great connection to Fayetteville is the current vice chancellor for the Office of Economic Development, Stacy Leeds, who was the first Native American woman law school dean here at the University of Arkansas. Stacy was formerly on the Cherokee Nation Supreme Court, and she has a home here in Fayetteville and is employed by the University of Arkansas. And she also has a home in Cherokee County. So Stacy is just the epitome face of the modern Cherokee Nation and also a great presence in Northwest Arkansas and connection for us in Northwest Arkansas to the Cherokee Nation. Yeah. And, I, and I'm glad you mentioned that because there is such a connection here with Northwest Arkansas that, you know, because I tell people all the time, I'm just a stone's throw from Oklahoma. You know, there's a lot that happens in Northeastern Oklahoma that's connected to Northwest Arkansas. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate you sharing that. Well, you're somewhat of an underachiever yourself. I mean, you've got a bachelor's, you've got a law degree, you've taught school. I mean, you've you've had some varied experiences and now you're here at Startup Junkie. And how did you end up here? So, yeah, so I, I love it. People say, you've had so many varied careers. Yes, I'm old. So when, when no, you get no, to me, no, 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 no. I'm not suggesting it, I know, that No, all. I'm just laughing. I'm like, yes, I am 54 and I I tell young people all the time, that's the value of education. Get as much education as you can when you're young, because what it gives you is chances to take opportunities. Gives you choices. It gives you choices. And so my first true career after college was as a public school teacher. I am a huge supporter of public school teachers. I think they are some of the greatest professionals and servants in our society. I loved every minute. I taught in public schools for seven years. My husband was a high school football, basketball, baseball coach. And then I I really honestly just wanted a doctorate degree. I loved education. And I honestly didn't think I was smart enough to get an English doctorate. (laughs) I mean, my professors I had at the University of Arkansas were so brilliant. And um, But I had some cousins in Tahlequah, Oklahoma, some of my Cherokee cousins, and they had law degrees. And I thought, if those boys can get a law degree, I can get a law degree. So um, I was teaching in Broken Bow, Oklahoma at the time. Got out of school, drove up here, spent the night with my grandparents, took that LSAT test. Found out then you should have probably reviewed some books and prepared. But anyway, I passed and uh, graduated from the University of Arkansas School of Law. 
having my law degree has been one of next to marrying my husband has been the best decision I've ever made. There is nothing you can do in life that is not touched by law. Mm-hmm. Every job, nonprofit, for profit, small, large, corporate, everything involves the law and the analysis of information and application to process. And so I was fascinated by law. I was fortunate enough. My father had a friend named, uh, friends named John and Georgia Elrod and Danny Elrod, who had a uh, law firm in Salem Springs. And at that time, John was very closely associated and, and worked with the Northwest Arkansas Council, was working with Arvest Bank in its early stages. And I got to be a part of a lot of the early growth of Northwest Arkansas, which was just an incredible experience for me working on the land condemnations for the Northwest Arkansas Regional Airport. So I got a lot of that background. My husband went into the car business when we moved back here from Broken Bow. And back in the 90s, let me tell you, you could sell some cars. (laughs) (laughs) He worked at Daryl Hickman Chevrolet, which is owned by Daryl and Ginger Hickman from Springdale, wonderful local family. And so we did that. And then when we had one child and we knew we were only going to have one child. And so I went back into education, taught public schools in Prairie Grove and Salem Springs. And that was a wonderful time to be able to be with my son every day after school because his daddy was working about six days a week selling cars and doing a great job. And then we had an opportunity to buy our own Chevrolet dealership in Venita, Oklahoma. So we moved there and bought a rundown building and built a brand new dealership. You can still see it on the highway when you drive by on the interstate. It's now called Bob Hart Chevrolet. We sold out, luckily, before 08. Yay! And uh, there was a very large law firm there. It's the largest law firm in Northeast Oklahoma outside of Tulsa called Logan and Lowry Law Firm. And I started working for them. And one of their biggest and best customers is First National Bank of Venita which is one of the oldest banks in the history of Oklahoma. And I started doing a lot of banking law, wonderful family-owned bank, um, the Ratcliffe family. And so I did that. And then our only son graduated from Grove, Oklahoma High School, came to the University of Arkansas. We started coming back here. I'm a runner and a cyclist. My husband rides motorcycles. And we were here all the time. So we decided it would be really neat. I had been at my law firm for seven years then. And so we Bought a little house near the University of Arkansas, and I started looking for jobs over here and went to work at the Walton College in the Arkansas Small Business and Technology Development Center and got to combine for the first time my education background, my law background. My husband and I at that time had started our own small business when we sold the car dealership, and so I had small business background, and I was able to combine all that as a business consultant. Doing that, we got connected with Legacy National Bank out of Springdale, which is an incredible family-owned community bank, and they asked me to come to work with them. They were setting up their small business administration loan department, and the Walton family ASBTDC is partly funded by the SBA, so I knew just enough about the SBA to be dangerous, right. in which I think the SBA loan program is an incredible opportunity for entrepreneurs to get startup loans, growth loans for less money down and longer terms. It's just a great program. So I got to work with the wonderful families that own Legacy National Bank for three years. And then Startup Junkie had three of its teams stolen away because they hire really good quality people and they were offered incredible opportunities. And so Startup Junkie needed some help. 
and my public service heart. I'm, I, I still, when people ask me, what do you do for a living? My first answer still is sometimes almost to say I'm a public school teacher. Right. That's my heart. And I love public service. Once a teacher, always a teacher. Oh, I just, I love public school teachers. And I always tell people when they say, oh, I had a long day. I'm tired. I'm like, there ain't no tired like public school teacher tired. Right. That right. is the most exciting. And I have cleaned houses for a living. I used to clean houses in college for a job. And listen, there ain't no tired like public school teacher tired. They're just the champions of our society. And so I'm now doing public service work for the Startup Junkie Foundation, working one-on-one with people who own small businesses, people who want to start small businesses. We work with college students who are entrepreneurs. We do programs. I, I two weeks ago, spoke to over 450 students at the Don Tyson School of Innovation and at the regional FBLA conference. So we are here to just support entrepreneurship and the ecosystem and to empower entrepreneurs to improve our communities through small business. Yeah, I mean, and that's perfect because I think without the new growth of new businesses, it's hard to, I mean, obviously we've got the Walmarts and the Tysons and the J.B. Hunts, and yes, they employ a lot of people, but it's these small businesses that are the backbone of what, what's happening here. So, Well, these small businesses are what create a place where we all want to live, right. not just work. And of course, the Startup Junkie Foundation is funded partly with one of our partners is the Walton Family Foundation. The Walton Family, you know, Walmart was a small business. It was Mr. Sam and Helen and Walmart and J.B. Hunt and Tyson, all of our corporate world support small business in Northwest Arkansas because they know it makes a place where people want to live. And, you know, if I go home and I'm working in Silicon Valley and I met some some Walmart people at a conference and they offer me, you know, a software engineering job at Walmart and I go home and tell my husband in San Francisco, let's move to Arkansas. <laughs> right. Yeah. So and he's looking at our children and he says, do they have ballet in Arkansas? Do they have a Starbucks? Where are we going to eat? Do they even know what gluten free is? Without small business, no one's going to move here. Absolutely. You know, and, yeah. and of course, what I always like to say is, is the, the Waltons see the future for us. They saw the need for the airport. They saw the need, the beauty of our, of our nature and the ability for us to get in it with our greenways and our mountain biking trails and our parks. And, and so it, it's everything. Yeah. It's the jobs. It's the community. And it's small business. And, and small business employs. 47% of all people privately employed in the state of Arkansas are employed by a small business. Right. So it, it's an economic engine. It's a culture thing, you know, and I'm just thrilled. To, so Startup Junkie was founded by Jeff Amarine 11 years ago. He was still employed at the University of Arkansas as the commercialization officer and entrepreneurship professor. Sure. And Jeff saw the growth coming. He saw the explosion in small business and was excited about that. And that's why it's called Startup Junkie. He loved, he had a passion for startups. And then four years ago, the Walton Family Foundation approached Jeff and, and discussed the idea of setting up a foundation. So our foundation is a separate 501c3. Right. And Haley Allgood is our foundation director. And Haley has been with Startup Junkie for five years and has helped grow this vision. We have other partners like the Arkansas Economic Development Commission. We are launching the second year of our fuel accelerator program where we last year recruited about 100 tech companies across the country, interviewed 20, had eight of them send their CEOs and CFOs for 16 weeks every week, Tuesday through Thursday, to Northwest Arkansas 
to investigate this place. One relocated their tech company here, and we're in the process of doing that again. And we're going to have the fuel program up in Bentonville at the exchange. And we bring tech companies from all over the country who get to meet with Walmart, J.B. Hunt, Tyson. And whether or not they relocate here, they go back to Chicago and Silicon Valley and the East Coast and tell people about Northwest Arkansas. Well, that gives new meaning to planting the seed for what is possible here. And and I certainly applaud you guys for doing that because to me, that's the only way that, you know, you can let people know about this place. And I say it all the time. And those of you that are my regular listeners to the podcast, I really appreciate you. But I say it all the time. It's a pitiful frog that doesn't praise its own pond. And if you're not excited about where you live, then you need to maybe live someplace else. Amen. Amen. So I, I just think it's, you know, I certainly applaud you for that. And, and, uh, those that are listening that, um, you know, may want to get involved, maybe they're working out of their home right now and, you know, just trying to get some ideas moving forward with their business. What would you recommend to them? I mean, are, do you have any particular programs that any business could come out to and learn a little bit more about, you know, how to get things done the right way? Sure. We, we offer workshops and trainings and seminars. You can always go follow us, especially on our Facebook page. We're always listing events and we share other people's events. So when the ASB TDC has an event, when the Brewer Entrepreneurship, Brewer Family Entrepreneurship Hub at the Walton College has an event, um, when a chamber has an event, we share those events. We are community collaborators. But the main thing is just come in and talk to us. So we have a team here. Haley Allgood has a chemical engineering degree and an MBA. Taylor Hasley is our is our finance whiz kid. Taylor's a good guy. Taylor is a whiz. <laughs> um, we have Caleb Talley, who has an extensive marketing and journalism background. I have a, a law degree and small business experience. We have a really deep team here to help people. And all you have to do is go to startupjunkie.org. Remember, we're nonprofit, right. so it's .org. And we have a button that says meet with us. Right. And you can hit that button. We have office hours two days a week at the Fairlane Station in downtown Springdale, which is an incredible thriving community. That's on Emma? On Emma. Okay. It's right behind the the taco, that beautiful colored, t- bright colored taco stand across from Black Apple Cidery sure. is this beautiful new uh, event center called Fairlane Station. And we're there two days a week. And then we have space at the Exchange building, the co-working space there on A Street in Bentonville two days a week. And then, of course, here. But we go out and meet with people, especially people who have a brick and mortar store. I like to go meet with them in the store. And our services are never at any cost. That's why we are funded with grants. And so we just talk to people. Idea, there is no too early stage. Yeah, There is nothing that we won't talk to you about with your business. Sometimes we go in and look at financials. Sometimes we just talk about ideas for growth. I've been talking to a lot of people lately about whether or not they're ready to open a second location. Sure. Then with my banking background, I also get ready, get people ready to have a conversation with a commercial banker. I explain to them the different kinds of loan products, the difference between a P&I loan and a line of credit, the difference between the SBA guarantee program and an in-house loan, the opportunities, but also the cautions about online lending. And so... We offer a wide range of services here, never at any cost. And then our events are always open to the public. Entrepreneurs, small business owners, we like bankers to come to our our events. We like small business insurance people and CPAs. Come be a part of our entrepreneur community. Get to know these entrepreneurs, build their trust, and we can all build an incredible small business community here together. Yeah. 
No, I, I like, I love that. And like I said, I have experienced firsthand some of what Startup Junkie has done. And they had an event here at the Prior Center. I will say you guys feed people well too. So <laughs> there's that. Good, so, good but no, know. no, it was, uh, it was an amazing uh, event that I came to and really got, um, I was actually blown away by some of the apps and some of the ideas that some of the people had come up with for, you know, to pitch. And I was, you know, I was really impressed. And so, you know, my whole thought here is that, you know, a lot of people, again, don't realize all that's available to you right under your nose. And a lot of times, you know, I mean, it's while a lot of people may know about Startup Junkie, there's even more that don't. And I think it's important to just continue you know, to get I the word out. You know, I see us as just the starting point. Come and talk to us. I have people all the time that, that don't know about the Food Innovation Lab at the University of Arkansas. They're making baked goods and they're selling them at church bazaars and at farmer's markets in Fayetteville and in Bentonville. And they get offered a coffee shop says, oh, we'd love to have you make your pies and sell them in our coffee shop, but you have a, have a commercial kitchen. Well, they can't afford a commercial kitchen, right. but they can go to the Food Innovation Lab at the University of Arkansas, rent space. They will make you your nutrition labels. You can make your product there. There are people who make hot sauces and barbecue sauces and sell to harps, and they're using the Food Innovation Lab at the University of Arkansas. And it's the only commercial kitchen in Northwest Arkansas. Is that correct? Or because well, I thought, the, I, thought the I know the there's only one, one in that Little Rock. Can rent. And, yeah, yeah, that you can rent. Someone okay. can rent. Yeah, yeah no, I, I know yeah. there are others. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah but, as far as I know, right. and I could be wrong. Yeah. But we 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 want to collaborate and give people connections, and we'll connect business owners. You know, as long as you're not going to open that store next door to someone else we know who has the same store. I constantly do email introductions. Someone's starting something in Bentonville, and it's a lot like someone's done in Fayetteville, and I'll do an email introduction. And just our small business community is very, very open. There, we have lots of mentors and people that assist. And when you were talking about at the event, you know, this year, every so keep your eye out and follow our events. But usually the second Friday of every September is when we have our startup crawl. Right. And so this year we had over 2,000 people here. From 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Within the Prior Center, we had 40 tables set up of startup businesses with their founders present for people to know. We gave them a little passport. It looked like a U.S. passport. And we had 12 sites around the square of businesses you could go visit. And then if you like to imbibe beer, at 11 of those sites, we had local craft breweries right. who are Small business owners. And we have no shortage of those around Yes, here, and it's sure. wonderful and incredible yeah. <laughs> if you've lived here. I mean, just to see the explosion of this the last 20 years is absolutely amazing. And I actually worked for um, Georgia Elrod back in the 90s, and she was the attorney that helped start what was then called the Ozark Brew Pub on Dixon Street, which was the first public brewery in Arkansas. Right. And as a law clerk, I got to help her on that project, and I remember how difficult it was. Because everybody, you know, what people were saying were things like, well, we don't drink Yankee beer here. Why do we want a brew pub? I mean, it's amazing to me how much that attitude has changed. Oh, it's changed tremendously. Yeah, yeah, yeah it really has. Yeah. And actually, I've had the guys from Black Apple on the podcast. And um, I mean, there's just, there's just so many opportunities. Because it's funny you mentioned the whole Apple thing. And I didn't even know about yeah. how prevalent apples were here until they weren't. And now Black Apple's trying to bring it back. And, yes, you know, they, so yes. they, you know, especially Rogers has a huge history with Apple. Yeah. And then my grandparents' Apple Farm was out near Gentry, Arkansas. You know, and, so. I, and I tell people all the time, it's like uh, I was mentioning to somebody because I was hoping to see some apple cider donuts, which oh. are amazing. Oh. So, like, you know, living in New England, 
there's a lot of apple farms yeah. and a lot of apple orchards. And they do this one thing where they make these apple cider donuts and it, the fall is, is the time to get them. Well, I'll tell you, you need to go talk to Leo at Black Apple Cidery in oh, Springdale. Well, yeah. I, I, he needs to hear about this. Yeah, I, I bet it, he, and, he and Missy will get some of that going. Leo is, <laughs> Leo is a friend. And Leo, they, well, if you're he, listening, we need to talk about some – some apple cider donuts because I think I'm not a big sugar good. eater, but I would eat an apple cider donut. <laughs> they're, they're the only donuts that I eat. That's the thing. And, That's and, incredible. I mean, they are really good, but we yeah. would get them by the dozens and, and they were really, I mean, they would be made fresh at the apple orchard. So you'd wow. get your cider, your apple cider donuts. And I have never heard of that. That oh, sounds awesome. Yeah, they it is awesome. So yeah. yeah, so we'll have to check that out. But so what kind of advice would you give, you know, somebody listening to this podcast that's just about to start something or what are the most common mistakes that you guys see that if people would only maybe just pick up the phone and call you guys or, you know, look, go to your website, which we're going to put all this information in the show notes for those of you that are listening. So you can find out how to reach out to Martha and her team and everything that Startup Junkie is doing. But what are some of the most common problems that you see people run into when getting their business started that you guys can easily help them out with? Well, you already said it talk to someone. Yeah, well. Yeah, All right. Absolutely. So you need to talk to someone who has owned a small business or regularly works with small businesses. And I am sorry, but your dad and your brother and your aunt Sally who have never run a small business, be respectful. Listen to their opinions. They're good consumer market research. Right. But you need to talk to people who know small business. Because a lot of times what happens is people will, I've seen people go out and sign leases for space before their loan's been approved. Five years, $800 a month. If there wasn't a clause in that lease that said contingent upon obtaining financing, you now owe $800 a month for five years. Yeah. I've seen people say, I'm going to start a business and I'm going to sell this line of products. And I'll say to them, have you contacted the company to see what the buy-in is? No, but I know they'll let me sell it. And then they contact them and the minimum buy-in is $250,000. Okay. So <laughs> we need to talk to people and we need to at least start with a lean canvas plan. Yeah. And we need to test the idea, test the concept, yeah. take it to the market, do some market research and be sure that this idea you have is something that's actually needed in Northwest Arkansas, that's going to be supported and that you're willing to go through all the steps to understand that if you've been a hardworking person working five days a week for 40 hours a week, that you fully understand what it means to have a seven day a week, 24 hour a day job. And there, the buck starts and stops with you and making sure that you understand what that truly means. And we also here at Startup Junkie are a great sounding board. I mean, we meet with over 800 entrepreneurs a year. It's funny. We'll have people say, well, I'm a little nervous about telling you my idea. You know, other than the choo-choo train in the 1800s and the computer in the 1940s, I don't know if there have really been any new ideas, but there are sure some creative twists to those ideas. And there are some incredible visionaries in Northwest Arkansas. And we've met and talked to a lot of those people. I work with people just talking to them. I worked with some people the other day who have a business in Benton County and they're thinking about coming to Fayetteville. I was able to tell them about every different neighborhood in Fayetteville. I lived here. I went to elementary school here. I run at streets. I ride at streets. I shop at stores. I can help people, you know, with something like that, telling them about all the neighborhoods and 
send them to resources like the ASBTDC to get traffic counts and the city offices to investigate permits and licenses. And, you know, so we're a really great starting point to give you a roadmap is a lot like I want, want to tell people is to really talk to you about the roadmap, talk to you about the current lending environment. So talk to someone in small business who is familiar with Northwest Arkansas small business first. Yeah. Then start mapping out a plan. At least have a lean canvas where you're putting your thoughts to paper and discussing it with other people to see how viable your concept is. That's what's most important at the get-go. And then, once again, it's why we're never changing the name of Startup Junkie, because even if you've been in business for three to five years, you need to think like a startup every day. And you need to put pen to paper and examine your business often and talk to people about your business and bounce new ideas. And I've never seen someone open a small business that didn't have major changes in products or services, surprises, disappointments. It's going to depend on the public. And so we can plan and plan and plan and plan, but you still have to think like a startup every day to think, keep your business viable. Man, you are preaching to the choir. And I'm, I'm glad. I hope people that are listening to this are, are really taking to heart what Martha is saying. I mean, it's, it is so true. And again, she said it earlier, and I want to repeat it. There is no, if you're taking your advice from somebody that has never started a business, or has only worked at a job. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not disparaging anybody that's only done that, but I've started several businesses. I've been in the trenches and, you know, just as, as Martha and her husband have and so many others that, that are entrepreneurs or have been entrepreneurs, just consider who you're getting your advice from. And I can't think of a better place to come. First of all, it's just a cool place. <laughs> it is a cool it place. It really is a cool space, but it's I can't think of a building. better place to come just to sit down and really you know, share your thoughts. And you brought up another thing, which is really important. There's nothing new under the sun. So if you're walking around offering to share your idea with everyone, but you want them to sign an NDA, which is a non-disclosure, don't do that. Because trust me, you have no idea that hasn't been thought of before at some point in time. So I just want to encourage you, don't be afraid. I always tell people, whatever's truly yours is yours, you know? And um, so, you know, be mindful of that. But Startup Junkie can definitely help you out. And, you know, one of the things that I like to do, and, and this is why I actually created this podcast in the first place, Martha, was that I wanted to to bridge the gap between business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life here in the Ozarks. And there's so much of it, and a lot of it is intertwined. And you've brought up so much of it, the rich history of the Native Americans here, just your legacy here in this area, what businesses are doing and all that. So I really appreciate you coming on the podcast and just kind of sharing your heart, your passion. For those of you that can't see it, I mean, she's got a lot of passion for businesses. And I really encourage you to come down and visit with Martha and her team here in the Pryor Center, which is right on the Fayetteville Square. And I don't care where you are. If you're in Bentonville, you're in Rogers, you're in Springdale, Fayetteville, these guys can definitely help you out. And if nothing else, they will lend an ear to you to hear exactly what you're doing. Because there is nothing new under the sun. <laughs> and most businesses have been, even no matter what, I know you might say, oh, well, you don't understand, Randy. I'm going through something that nobody else has. I'm pretty sure somebody else has. And these guys can probably help you out. So I really want to encourage you. And Martha, I can't thank you enough for for taking time to meet with me today and just come on our podcast and share a little bit about you, you and a little bit about Startup Junkie. But um, I hope that people get something out of this. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you, Randy. 
I appreciate your enthusiasm and how much you have taken Northwest Arkansas to heart and support and encourage people here. We need lots more move-ins like you. Yeah, so no, I, I love seeing people from all over the country moving here and, and seeing them on fire. And, and we need people like you to remind us what a wonderful place this is. So oh I gosh, appreciate that. It is. I appreciate it is. that. I mean, and thank you, thank you so much for that. It really is. That is my intention because I have just been blown away by what I have experienced being here. And I honestly don't really want to go anywhere else. I mean, my wife and I have committed here through my youngest graduating from high school, and then we'll see where it, where it goes from there. But this place is always going to have, you know, it's going to hold a special place in my heart because it's really been an area that has been welcoming. And anybody listening to this that's thinking about moving here, whether you're coming to move here for one of the big three, Walmart, Tyson, J.B. Hunt, or any other company, or one of the vendors that serves Walmart or Sam's, I'm telling you, come visit, check it out. You'll be surprised. There is so much to, to experience here in Northwest Arkansas, you'll be blown away. And, um, you know, look me up if you want, check out the podcast, check out Startup Junkie, but there's a lot happening in Northwest Arkansas and it's only going to get better. Yes. I tell people, you got to come here to see us, to feel us. Yeah. And then you'll get it. Yep, exactly. Absolutely. So, well, that's it. Martha Londigan, thank you so much for, for being on the podcast today. We really appreciate you. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, there you have it, folks. Another great episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. I really want you guys to check out Startup Junkie. If you have a business, if you're looking to start a business, I'll put all their information in the show notes. You can get those when you go online at IamNorthwestArkansas.com. Listen, lastly, I just would, I want to thank everybody for the wonderful notes and kind words of inspiration that I continue to get, whether it's on Instagram or on Twitter or just emails that I receive. You guys are adding fuel to my fire and allowing me to continue to do this podcast on a regular basis. So I appreciate you very much. Keep them coming. If there's anything you want to hear me talk about, which I'm getting information or advice about people I should bring on the podcast, let me know and maybe you'll you'll turn up one day and you'll see them on the podcast. But that's all I have for you today. I certainly want to encourage you, wherever you listen to this podcast, please give us a rating. Let us know how we're doing if there's anything we can improve, because this is a work in progress. So, you know, we look forward to getting the feedback from our audience because you matter more than anything else. You guys are why we do this podcast on a regular basis. But that's all I have for you this week on I Am Northwest Arkansas, and we will see you next Monday at noon. Take care and have a great day. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. Check us out each and every week, available anywhere that great podcasts can be found. For show notes or more information on becoming a guest, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. We'll see you next week on I Am Northwest Arkansas.